sermon podcast of Dan Roschke, pastor of Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Fairfax, Virginia. For more information about Bethlehem, visit our website at blclife.org. But now, here's Pastor Dan and his sermon for today. Friends in Christ, grace to you and peace from God who salts us and lights us up with joy and thanksgiving to share. Amen. Jesus says that we're salt. I want to talk about salt today. I wonder if you have people in your life that model that, uh, that, uh, that really season up the world with joy and thanksgiving. Who is salt for you? Who are the ones who really season up the world with joy and thanksgiving. Of course, salt kind of means something different now than it did then. Salt can ruin food, right? It's, if, if it's in excess, if there's more than we need, which is an interesting lesson too. Um, also, my doctor tells me, not only does it ruin food, it ruins bodies, right? My doctor tells me that <laughs> salt, salt's not healthy in excess. But back then, those were not the issues. And when Jesus talked about being salt... No one was second-guessing him and thinking, well, um, actually, my doctor says less salt, you know. (laughs) First of all, this is a little sidetrack of cultural anthropology, a a cultural anthropological sidetrack. Much more than the people of Jesus' day had a limited resource worldview. So, I mean, this is about sort of worldview, how people saw the world then, there was only so much of everything, including salt. And um, that's still true today, of course, but, but we have so much that we live, I would argue, and many have argued, we live more like resources are unlimited. In other words, we live on a bar graph, <laughs> you know, and those, those bars on the graph of, of utility re- use, of energy use, of water and food, Food, potatoes, and plastics, and oils, and clothing, those bars of consumption on the graph that we live on, they could just keep growing and growing, unlimited, you see. But they lived in that time uh, and understood themselves to be more on a pie graph. There's only so much. So to actually take an excess of anything wasn't just greedy or selfish, but didn't really affect me. No, actually... On a pie graph, it, you're taking a bigger slice of pie was taking it from me, taking it from others. That's why the people, by the way, hated rich Zacchaeus in Luke's gospel. Um, he didn't just climb up a tree and remember he was a wealthy tax collector. He didn't just climb up a tree and, and then Jesus invited himself over to Zacchaeus' house and people were kind of jealous of that whole thing. No, they hated Zacchaeus because he was taking bigger slices of pie. Okay, that was a cultural anthropological sidetrack, but talking about salt. Um, Back to salt. When Jesus says that you are salt, salt was understood at that time, not just as a a limited resource, but salt was understood, and it still is understood, um, to do some really important things. First of all, it brings out the flavor in food. Salt is not good by itself, (laughs) Nobody eats salt straight, but it's amazing when it works with the food, when those chemical reactions happen and it makes the food just shine. 
<laughs> to mix metaphors, yeah. Have you ever had food that just shines? You know what I'm talking about? Just as quickly, too, it can ruin the food. Too much of it. But there's that sweet spot, right? I hope you've had food that, that's got just the right amount of salt, and it's just, whoo! Who are those people that make not just food, but make this world shine for you? They can make food shine, too. <laughs> Often, I do think that's related. But, uh, but who are people that make this world shine for you? I mean, I can't help but think of funny people. People that make me laugh. It's like they add carbonation. <laughs> they add levity to life. Sometimes um, they actually get at really serious things just by telling really funny stories. That's often the brilliance of stand-up comedians. You don't have to go through life laughing. You don't have to go through life with salt. But when you do, <laughs> when you go through life laughing, doctors tell us that that's healthy too. Laughter salts the world. And that's just one thing. Who are people that, that shine up the place, that bubble up the place, that flavor up the world, that spice up your life? But Jesus is saying even more than that. This is not just an ode to, to comedy or to kind of flavoring things up. I think it's a factor. But salt does a lot of things. Salt also acts and was used much more then, uh, but still now, as a preservative. And that's an, a, an interesting, rich image also. What's that look like in people? Who are people who preserve the good stuff? The good rituals? The, the, the great old stories, the good lessons, the good life lessons, the good times. Who are people that, that preserve? This passage right here might be a good argument for, for worship, for, for church, for keeping rituals. Yeah, we need to um, always update and, and create and, um, and, and bring things into the modern time and everything, but... We don't just throw out all the old stuff. We salt, we preserve, we keep the good stuff. We tell the same stories over and over. We say the same prayers over and over, week after week, year after year. We eat the same meal every Sunday. And Benjamin, who's going to be baptized today, is about to splash in the same waters as his mother did, as his great-grandmother Ruth did. Oh, talk about salt, by the way. Benjamin's about to splash in the same waters as old Martin Luther did in the 16th century, and good old Saint Lydia, way back in Philippi in the first century. We salt, we preserve, we hang on despite all kinds of factors that can ruin food, that can ruin us, that can ruin this world. We hang on with traditions and songs. We hang on with our joy and our thanksgiving. We salt, we preserve. Interesting, that word has sound, sounds like persevere. One more thing salt does that I want to mention this morning, and I really hadn't thought about this before, but a commentator noted that salt also makes us thirsty. And that is a rich metaphor, too. That's how bars and restaurants keep us sticking around. Salt makes us thirsty. 
ordering more, engaging more, laughing more. There's this domino effect, see? They, they serve a salty snack for free, and suddenly you need a beverage, and then you call some friends to join you. <laughs> or maybe you've had the experience at the beach where the salty air just has you guzzling fluids. But it's so beautiful there at the beach, it's not like you get thirsty and then go home. You bring something so that you can stay there. The salt makes us thirsty, though. Jesus tells us that we are salt that we are the ingredient that makes others thirsty, that keeps people sticking around. You are the ingredient that keeps people sticking around, engaging more, inviting friends, enjoying beauty. Now, what thirsty for what? Looking at the rest of Matthew's gospel, I'd say thirsty for righteousness. You are salt. You make people thirsty for righteousness. Or better translated, really, for justice. Righteousness, you see, is not just a, a, a sort of a piety, a pie-in-the-sky kind of piety. Like self-righteousness, that connotation has this kind of, you know, piety. But righteousness, in, in its best translation, it's putting the world right. It's justice. It's orienting your whole being toward God's justice where everyone has enough. Everyone has what they need. Or, I mean, we can get a tip from Isaiah today, the, the first lesson, to loose the bonds of injustice, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke, to share bread with the hungry, cover the naked, give shelter to the homeless poor. That's Isaiah 58 today. Your being salt causes others to thirst for a world put right. Your being salt, your being that key ingredient has others working for peace, welcoming strangers, loving enemies, comforting and confronting the powers that oppress and alienate and hurt and steal more pie for themselves. Your being salt is what lights up the community to act and work and write and march for justice. You're being salt. You're making us thirsty. Who's been salt for you? This is what Jesus says we are. I just want to note that. This is not a you should be salt or I'm inviting you to be salt if you have enough time in your schedule or I'm throwing a challenge at you. No, it's what you already are, friends. Same with light for the world. You are the light of the world, Jesus says. So don't hold back. Don't hide it under a bushel. Don't sit in a jar on the counter in the kitchen and refrain from bringing out the flavor, preserving the good stuff, making us thirsty. You are salt. God made us for the explicit purpose of doing those things that we're about to name again in Benjamin's baptism, the five parts of the baptismal covenant, to live among God's faithful people. God makes you salt. To live among God's faithful people. To hear the word of God and celebrate the holy meal. You're salt. That's what salt does. You're salt to serve all people following the example of Jesus you are salt. You are salt to share the good news of God through our words and our deeds. And you are salt 
You are salt to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. God made us salt. God made us flavorful. God made us ritualistic. God made us for each other to be radiant and full of color. By the way, salt comes in all different kinds of colors. You know, Miss Jenny went to Iceland, brought me back some black salt. The cover of the bulletin today is pink salt. God made us ritualistic. God made us for each other. God made us to be radiant and full of color. And God made us to be out there in the world, thankful and joyful and faithfully following in Jesus' footsteps, led by his example, sheltered by his protection and forgiven and loved through Christ's life, death, and resurrection. Thanks be to God. Amen. at Bethlehem Lutheran Church, thank you for listening. Check us out again soon. And to learn more about our national church body, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, visit elca.org. Goodbye for now. And remember, God's outpouring of grace and peace never runs dry. Here's to a new day. Evangelical. That was terrible. To learn more about our national church body. Start over, start over. (laughs) Okay. Is that hard? No, not really. Pretty easy? Yeah. You're good at it. Woo!